The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Ooh, oh. some of your texts coming in about. Uh, the, uh, the politics around the office fridge. Apparently, this is a real thing. Of course it is. Someone huh. uh, said, uh, and you you guys, text your name. Add a name or a... Yeah, it just makes it more interesting, it interesting. to read. Yeah. So this one says, I get really ticked off if my Tupperware gets touched. They don't even have to steal it. Moving it is sufficient to make me angry. Do you know, it is a funny thing. Because as I say, I, I didn't know we had... I, I knew we had fridges here. I don't use fridges. I don't bring food. I'm not here long enough to get hungry. Yeah. Um, but I have sort of noticed that it, it's not a big deal. It's not kept me up at night. But it is people helping themselves to your stuff. So in my case, not the fridge. But honestly, this is just a, a little truth puke. I didn't know you could order stationery when I got here. Like, I, in hindsight, of course, they'll give you what you need, right? Uh, but when I got a desk, yeah. I, I went and bought all, your stuff. all my stuff. Like pens that I use, oh. highlighters that I prefer, whatever I need. Um, stapler, all that kind of stuff. And it all kept going missing. Like, it was just amazing to me. And it, I felt awkward to ask because it has to be one of my coworkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody's coming from the FM downstairs to yeah. come up and take my ruler. Well, you never know. Well, probably. <laughs> but it's just like, wow. Or, or I have Tylenol on my desk. Mm-hmm. And somebody will ask, does anyone have any aspirin? And I'll go, oh, I got Tylenol on my desk. And from that point on, that becomes yeah. community medicine, medicine I cabinet. I this one. I always had a bunch of change in the top drawer of my desk, oh. right? Just some yeah. loonies and uh, quarters and stuff for the machine downstairs. Yeah. And it would it would disappear. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, huh. yeah. Um, someone stole the owner of my company's lunch <laughs> one day. That didn't go over well, says Big L. Um, yeah, love my new job. There's a funny tradition there where they name the food. Today I ate a tuna sandwich named Kevin. I've seen that meme before. So, mm-hmm. but it's that's it. People name their food. Uh, some people in my office put a bar fridge under their desks. Great idea. Tanner yeah. says if something looks like a science project, does this mean the fridge monitor is negligent? And everyone's asking, is there a fridge in Brian Hall's office? <laughs> no need. Um, yes, I make popcorn in the office microwave. It's very effective at masking the smell of pot in the building. Nice. And uh, Bob in Red Deer says, my teacher friend who worked with a chem teacher that always had his mints stolen. Being a chem teacher, he applied something to the candies that turned your urine blue. Problem solved. Huh. Well, not really problem solved because who's going in and checking the urine? Well, afterwards. Well, that and the fact that if your urine was blue, certainly it would scare you. But would you connect it to the mints you'd eaten <laughs> and say, well, I'm never going to eat mints again? Well, maybe. Uh, teachers, possibly. At Slave Lake, it was years before the time that I worked there. But years ago at a local mill, there was a known food stealer on one of the shifts. Everyone in the mill knew about it. One guy was mad because his two liter pops were always getting drank up while he was out on the floor working. Supposedly, he refills one with urine, left them there. He told the boys on shift and a couple watched the stealer drink it. Nasty. Wow. <sighs> 
Who cares? Marshall says, I would rather have someone eat my lunch out of a community fridge than finding out a week later after you ate your lunch that someone had messed with it. So here's a funny thing, and I know it's a joke, and uh, it's, you know, especially since it's followed with LOL. You guys work with a bunch of thieves. Uh, laugh out loud. But here's the funny thing about that. Hey, I, I do every f- office. It does, and I, I do feel funny. I felt funny as I was describing my stationary problems because obviously I'm talking about people who work in the newsroom, right? And I don't want to... You know, I don't want to start rumors, but but apparently it's so common. Yeah, all over in workplaces, not just offices. It's just That's so why common. People name things all the time. Huh? Property belongs to, like when I go over to your desk. Yeah. So picture this in the newsroom. Uh, Andrew's desk and mine face each other. We share. A, we a share a, wall. A, a petition. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Partition, yeah. Partition, yeah. And so when I am filling out our big whiteboard... Yeah, yeah, you you have to go in my space. So I go into your space, Mm -hmm. and I often have to use your grease markers. Yes. But I always put them back. I appreciate that. I always put them back, because I know... Because that's something else I go and buy, and I I, I like to have... uh, Different colors for different things. I do, for different colors for different things. So when I look at the whiteboard, I can tell when we've Mm -hmm. got an early show, I've got a comedy show, we've got a guest, like just with one quick look. It's all color-coded, yeah. So missing the green actually throws my afternoon (laughs) off. It's like, well, I'm not getting paid this month. (laughs) Missing the green green throws your afternoon off. It does. You're not the only one. There's a big dot on the two days a month that I get paid. (laughs) <laughs> it's a very, it's a big incentive but, for yeah, me. Yeah, frustrating though for some hmm. people, and just and again, you go back to the the cooking the food in yeah. the office place. Um, you know, the fish heating up fish, heating up maybe some spicy food, heating up I don't know, let's say curry in the office. I can't stand the smell of onions. Mm. Uh, I can't stand the smell of onions. It smells like body odor to me. So oh. when someone here has a sub with onions on it or um, a, a stir fry with onions, it's like, Whoa, you know, it really stinks. But it, it, you can't. If we had a list of all the things that you couldn't cook because yeah. of the things that bother people by by smell, we, we, you wouldn't be able to eat in the office. Yeah, I've smelt your food before. Yeah. You eat at your desk sometimes. I do. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. But I, I smell it. Yeah. Yeah. I usually peer over to see what you're see having. see what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we having today, Jaylen? Did you bring I? anything special? Uh, you know what? Hey, speaking of uh, people who live right next door to you uh, behaving badly, she probably mentioned coming up after three, uh, we're going to have uh, North Team Inspector Chip Sawchuck from SCAN. This is something we talked about last week on the uh-huh. day you were gone. Uh, SCAN is the uh, Safe Communities and Neighborhoods uh, team. It's under the uh, Solicitor General's office. Uh, it's going to be an interesting conversation just about keeping an eye on your neighborhood and identifying uh, homes that might have illegal uh, activities going on in them. So we'll, we'll find out what they do. And uh, I'd never heard of this uh, group nor, before. Nor had no. I. And, and uh, just to clarify, and I'm sure um, Inspector uh, Sawchuk will clarify this as well, it's a... They take civil action, not uh, criminal action. Mm-hmm. So it's not like Crime Stoppers, where you're phoning to say, "I think if the police arrive now, they'll find this." It's more about uh, it's a longer process mm-hmm. of possibly maybe evicting somebody because they're renting a home and using it for illegal purposes. So we'll find out more about that coming up after uh, three. But what about this? I don't know what you've got in front of you there. Well, this one just kind of went with. Uh, it's a very quickly, yeah. w- a quick one-off going with stealing fr- uh, people's okay. food from you know the fridge at, at your workplace. Yeah. Because I know even at your home, when you're you're planning on going home and having that leftover pizza, you lose your mind when oh. you go home and it's gone. E- even more so when one bite's, bite's gone. gone. Anyway, just quickly, and it also goes back to the uh, the, the pepperoni. Mm-hmm. 
the pepperoni story from the yeah, seagulls in Victoria. The seagulls, yeah. Yeah, in uh, Quebec. Uh, they're looking for the public to help them find uh, thieves who made off with nearly 20,000 cases of beer, <gasps> dried beef, and Jack Link's brand pepperoni. Someone's having one big From where? Party. Longay, Quebec. No, but where did they steal it from? Like a guy's um, house, a store? From a warehouse in the Boucherville district. Huh. It was Grolsch brand, Grolsch brand beer and three trucks on site. So, so anyway, <laughs> nice. sounds, sounds, like a, sounds like a good party someone was having. So here's an interesting little ditty for you. Do we owe a break to Brie at this point? We could do it right now, yep. Okay, when we come back, uh, I want to talk about this real quick. Um, when I first started seeing commercials... Uh, from my bank on television uh, talking about uh, how mind-blowing it would be if you could just take a picture of a check and deposit it that way. And it took me months to try it for the first time. I found out my kids do it that way, and I finally said, okay, I'll do it, and I found it really convenient. But my question was, well, how is the bank preventing people from cashing that same check twice or cashing it once with their phone and then taking it to the bank and cashing it a second time? Well, wouldn't the person be on the hook getting caught? You would think so. Uh, turns out uh, it could be the person who wrote the check who's on the hook. Let's talk about when we come back from this break. So, as I was mentioning before the break, uh, this ability to deposit using your smartphone a check is a great piece of technology, but when I first saw it, I asked the question, and nobody seemed to give me a straight answer, well, what happens if I, uh, somebody deposits it twice? So, uh, just to review the terminology real quick and put it in perspective for you, um, depositing with your phone by the bank's uh, terms is called remote deposit mm -hmm. capture. Um, when you uh, present the check twice, either twice by your phone or you once by your phone, then at an ATM, it's called double presentment. Um, and apparently, of all the checks written, according to Payments Canada, that's the government agency responsible for setting the rules around financial transaction in Canada, 800 million checks were written last year in total, and half of those were deposited through capture okay. some way. Yeah, yeah. So it's a big industry that's getting bigger, the technology. Well, there's a business owner, a couple, who had a restaurant, a bar restaurant, and an employee accidentally cashed a paycheck twice. So they went to the owners and said, look, I've done this accidentally. And they said, oh, okay. And they looked at their bank records and realized that other employees had actually done it 17 times and, and gotten away with it. They got hold of their bank to say this has happened. And the bank said, well, you need to report it within their rule was 30 days. If you didn't report it within 30 days, we can't take action. Now they complained and in the end got their money back. But here's the rule. You have, depending on what your bank rules are 30, 60, or 90 days to see an anomaly in your bank account. If you don't report it, you're on the hook for it. Which means, as we've said many times about Visa, MasterCard, yeah. American Express, credit card, you need to be checking it every month. This was a this was a business. So yep. okay, well, it was a startup. They uh, said that okay, you know that they. That's, that's a big lesson learned. If you had sure. seventeen or eighteen Pete this and done, didn't notice it, and didn't right. notice it, are you? As a startup especially, are you not going over your numbers constantly? It was their mistake, and they readily admit that. Uh, but they did sound the alarm that, listen, how is it possible, right, that this that the bank doesn't catch it? And you've also hired a bunch of shysters. Well, for sure, and no bookkeeper. They didn't <laughs> yeah. have a bookkeeper. They now have oh, one. So what the bank says is, one se several of the major banks say is, a lot of them, and I know mine included, have in the app, 
a safeguards against that happening. So if somebody takes the, a picture of the exact same check twice, yeah. the app will catch it. Okay. But what the app won't catch is if the person takes a picture of the check, deposits it, then takes the actual check to an ATM and puts it in, the bank won't catch it. It'll be lucky if they catch it. So they put the onus on the person writing the check and you would think what the banks would say, and these are in very general terms, you'd think what the banks would say is, listen, this is a serious problem, and we're taking a look at it, and we're going to come up with technology to prevent it. That's not what they're saying. What they're basically saying, and I'm summarizing here, is that, well, this is the future. So you need to stop using checks. I mean, basically, they're saying, start going to email transfers, start going to electronic payment, because then it's all in the same system. Mm. But it's a huge gaping back door as far as I'm concerned that you could and I wondered the same thing I've been doing it for about a month and a half two months now well I still have all these checks yeah so do I I've right got, they're I've in got a pile a drawer, I've got a drawer full of them so the other but, question is how safe is the information on those checks if you never you don't get your check back so I've just got a pile of checks with bank account numbers business names mm -hmm. signatures account number and nobody's safeguarding that that legal document. Nobody's safeguarding that. Well, it's up to you now to safeguard it. Put it in a. But it's up something. to me to safeguard somebody else's check. But it's a check to you. It's got your name on it. That's the only piece of information with regard to me. Mm -hmm. It's got my name. But what has what it also has is the company's name, their bank account mm -hmm. number, their address. I mean, this just seems like but a at huge the end, security but, but, problem. But well, not really, because remember when you used to get checks and they used to send the checks all back to you anyway. Yeah. But they're sending them back to the person who owns the check. In this case, they're not going back to the person who owns the check. So let's say, Jalen, you write me a check, right? Yeah. Okay. And I don't care about your security. So you write me a check, I deposit it, then I throw the check in the garbage. Now an identity thief goes into my garbage and pulls the check out. Mm. All they have of mine is my name. Mm. What they have of yours is your is name, my... your address, your account yeah. number. Well, be, be, be good and <laughs> be good and... Well, basically, things. right. See, basically, the bank is saying yeah. we all have to take yeah. more care in not sharing that information and not you, and keeping an eye on how many times you check gets cashed. Do you remember when um, kind of instant deposit at the um, at the ATM started? Now, this I can remember being in high school, and I can remember a friend of mine, uh, a friend of mine who um, would need money. Mm -hmm. We'll put an empty envelope put in. Put an or, empty envelope mm -hmm. in and just like a piece of paper in there and, and mark it down for whatever, $200, $300, mm -hmm. get the money, you deposit and get the money pulled right back Yeah, basically check kiting. Yeah. But, I mean, the banks will find that right oh, away, absolutely. right? absolutely. Yeah. But in that moment... It was yeah, done. I know. And see, they've, you know, they've, they give you the benefit of the doubt or they put restrictions on your, yeah. on a new account. So they've sort of addressed that problem, yeah. right? But this is one that they haven't really addressed yet and they need to. And it's funny, like this text, you're inciting fraud with this conversation. The, the solution, enable to get to a solution to a problem. The solution is never not to talk about it or not to bring it up. The solution is to bring it up a lot. And then so come it gets up people's with ideas. Attention. Yeah. Right. Because you can guarantee that anyone in the banking industry who's listening to the show right now is thinking, hey, we should probably start addressing that problem. And, and how many of us actually are 
you know, shredding our, and our personal And that's the other documents. thing, Jay. Right. That's the other thing. Because I'm not trying to encourage people to try this. What I'm saying is, and by the way, and you said before the break, wouldn't it be, wouldn't the bank go after the person who did it? No. Yes, they will. If you notify the bank within 30, 60, no. or 90 yeah. days, depending on their policy. So that's the other reason for bringing up this conversation. I'm telling all of you, look at your bank account. If you write checks, look at your bank statement every month and make sure no checks have been put through twice. And so it's more of a public service than anything. We we all have to take a certain amount of responsibility in this day and age for protecting our own Absolutely. security. I mean, all of us pretty much have our, our banking information on our phones, on our phones yeah. sitting two feet away from That's you. That's right. You can go through there. You can put those alerts when something yep. is being taken out, something's being put in. There's yep. all sorts of things to do uh, that way. But again, yeah, it goes back to that for me, too. It's just that basic shredding thing as Absolutely. well. And, and, and I think for a while, a lot of us really did it and um then you get lazy then you right? get lazy yeah. and your shredder breaks and it's like oh i gotta go buy a new I mean, shredder you, you or know, something I, like that i don't want to leave this conversation with me uh, with people thinking that i'm just hammering on the banks here the banks do have to do no. something there's a question but when you think about it and you say, well, the banks have to do something. The bank could easily reply to that statement and say, we do do something. We send you a statement every month. Yeah, yeah. That we we show you everything yeah. that went through your. So we do do something. We you bring it to, to your take attention. Care of your stuff. Yeah, you need to read that statement that we're sending you. Just before we get to uh, yes, the three o'clock news. Just reading this on Twitter. Uh, congratulations. He's, he's not wearing uh, green and gold anymore, but uh, Darius Bowman still a huge fan favorite uh, with the um, the Eskimo Empire. And uh, he and his wife just announced uh, the birth of their baby girl. Um, she arrived April third. Everyone's doing very well. Jana, Jana, I think is how they uh, say the name. Seven and uh, seven point one five pounds, twenty inches. One hour and fifty minutes of labor. Boom! Oh, wow. Good on you. So congratulations if you get a chance. Adarius is on uh, Twitter at Adarius Bowman. He wrote a very nice post that goes along with it. So I know a lot of you yep. are still huge fans. I am as well. Uh, hopefully he doesn't drop the baby the first time he holds it. Andrew. <laughs> Darius well, the Bowman. pass will be a little closer, right? <laughs> yeah. The pass will be closer. I would closer. go with a handoff on that one the first time. Darius, baby, <laughs> you get your sticky gloves on. <laughs> uh, anyway, congratulations to the Bowman family. The 3 o'clock news coming right up. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.